Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, hello, loves. It's uh, Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. Talking about country music, we started talking about this very late in yesterday's show, and I said I was going to bring it back today because, well, I've got a resident expert on country music across the glass, and that is Josh Schmidt. Uh, Josh is all about country. Now, Josh, before we take, uh, well, I'll tell you what, let, let's take a call and then we'll uh, do some other stuff and then take some more calls at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. There are no women at all listening to this radio station with a take on country music. Frankly, you know what? I, I might as well be gay. I mean, I'm serious. We might as well just, you know, ladies, where are you? Here's uh, Mark in uh, West Seneca. You are on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. Great show. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Uh, yeah. As far as the women goes, um, I can tell you that uh, they love country music very, very much. And you can always find them. And I don't want to do any commercials. But you can always find them in Western New York or one of the biggest live venues for country shows in Western New York. But, what but you know what I've never understood, on? Mark, Mark, forgive my interruption, but what I've never understood is um, uh, line, the line dancing cult. Exactly. And that was one of the things I wanted to bring up, because when you're asking people, do you like country music or not like country music? It, one thing that the country music, especially with live music today in the bars and everything that's happened in the world since after COVID and live music and blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is the one thing that country music does do that a lot of other ba uh, rock bands and stuff. And believe me, I come from the same school as you do as far as the music goes. I love rock and roll to the core. But the thing that I've noticed over the past 30 years is that dancing is what makes that connection. And those people learn different dances to different songs, and it goes throughout the entire country, right? It's not just a local thing. So, yeah, if you go to any wedding, you're always going to do the Cupid Shovel. You're always going to do Electric Slide, maybe. You're always going to do the Wobble. Well, country music has dances for unbelievable amount of songs, and those people learn those, choreograph them, they do them. And that's what they love about going to a live venue that plays country because they know certain dances to certain songs and they can all do it. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to point out was I wanted to mention to you about three, what I call three iconic moments in Western New York as far as country music goes that many people might not be aware of and maybe they do. Number one, 
uh, you mentioned Miranda Lambert earlier. Uh, believe it or not, I had the devout pleasure of bringing Miranda Lambert up on a stage at the place that was formerly known as Howdy's when she was 18 years old. Oh, wow. And she just she just came out with her first single, which was called Me and Charlie Talking. And I'll never forget it because I come out of the booth and she's up there and it was during the winter and it's Buffalo and you know, okay, so you had that. We had probably about four or five hundred people in that in, in that club at that time, and she was a nervous little girl. She was holding my hands and she was trembling, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so nervous." I, you know, I hope they like me. And she's got this lovely country accent, southern accent, right? And I just held her hands and I said, "Darling, they're going to love you. Don't worry about it. You're going to be fine." And obviously, they did. Uh, so that was an iconic moment. And then the other iconic moment uh, was uh, probably, I don't know, within the same four years around that time. I don't know if any of the listeners remember, but there was a big country concert out at Rich Stadium. I think it was called Rich Stadium still. And it featured Tim McGraw with Kenny Chesney opening up for him. And what was interesting about it, I was obviously at that show. What was interesting about it is that also was when Kenny Chesney was arrested by the Erie County Sheriff's because oh, yeah. he got on top. He get, You remember it? Oh, yeah. He, he got on top of a horse and wouldn't get off. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was a lady sheriff, and she was a big Kenny fan, and he says, hey, can I ride your horse? And she's like, yeah, okay. Well, the other sheriffs didn't want any part of that, and he had to come back to town and, you know, all of this stuff. So that was kind of a funny thing. Yeah, and well, you don't don't mess with I the wanted... mounted division. The mounted division don't no, don't mess with those guys and ladies. Ab- absolutely, they're great. Don't mess with any of them, really. With law, right? They just they're all good. But anyway, the other one that was kind of interesting um, that I think, at least in Western New York, is that uh, there was a bar on uh, Franklin, and it was from the late great Mark Croce. And it was called the Buck and Buffalo Saloon, and uh, we did country, and we brought it right down to the heart of the city, and it was phenomenal. And we had a very good run. But one of the things that was interesting about it is the one night we did have, believe it or not, Big and Rich. So it was Big Kenny and Tom Rich come in and actually perform. And they were just blown away by... I guess how much drinking and partying people in Buffalo on Chippewa do. And lo and behold, within a year of visiting the Buck and Buffalo Saloon, they came out with that song, and I'm pretty sure it was Tom Rich that wrote most of the lyrics for it, but there's a lyric in it, uh, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy, and it says, when we're up in Buffalo, Chippewa's where we go. And those cowboys know how to drink and blah, blah, blah. But that's that's another uh, Western New York iconic country moment, right? Uh, absolutely. You know what? For as many times as I've heard that song, I never made the connection with the lyrics. I feel like an idiot, uh, but yeah. uh, somehow yeah. they got by me. Josh, do you have any questions for uh, your fellow country um, aficionado in East Aurora? No, I, I, I agree with most of that. I, um, I'm not the biggest Big and Rich fan. I don't know. I just never got into their stuff, but I never noticed the connection in the lyrics either. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, right. the only Th- thing is like, a, like I say, is, is, is the country music today. Uh, it's like everything today. Okay. I like to use the analogy and Tom, I think you can appreciate this. The uh, analogy with classic cars, right? 
So you look back at cars that were made in the 60s and the 70s, even the 50s, right? You always, when you knew you were looking at a, a Corvette, it was a Corvette. There was no no other car that looked like it. When it was a Mustang or an Impala or Imperial, whatever model it was, each model had its own identity. And right. now they I, all look like they were all designed by the same engineers in the exact same wind you. tunnel, except that the newer Corvettes, the last few years, I have to commend the engineers and designers at General Motors because those new Corvettes kick ass. Yeah, thank you, thank you. But as far as the music goes, with that analogy with the cars, you're spot on. All the cars basically look the same. You'd have a hard time having any car have its own identity. I actually feel that's what's happened to music, not just country music, all music, right? Wow. Well, let's, let's see what no, – hold on here, Mark. Hold on. Let, let's hear what Josh has to say about this. Josh, my resident country music expert, are you buying that? I don't know. I, I'm because it, it, again, it's like it's everything is so subjective to like the time period. You know what I mean? Like it's we're looking at it now, but how are people going to look at it twenty years from now? Yeah, and you're correct. Uh, one, one last thought from you, Mark, before we get on to some other people. Obviously, this topic has hit a nerve with you, and that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'll leave you with this one. And Josh brought up, okay, yeah, everything is like you know, ten years, twenty years ago. There's a song, you look it up, Alan Jackson and George Strait did it, and it's called Murder on Music Row. And I think that was done in the 80s. And that basically is a song saying that country music is being killed and crucified right in the heart of where it came from, which is Nashville. And that was written back in the 80s and the 90s. And it's so true because in the last 10, 15 years, you knew it was happening, and all all people have said the same thing. You know, my grandfather would say, oh, that's not country music. And then my father would say, oh, that's not country. That still happens today. But it's worse today like it's never been before. And you knew it was going to happen when country music artists started showing up with no cowboy hat on stage. <laughs> they had a ball cap, a baseball cap, and uh, jeans. Uh, okay, and the ba- oh man, see that's another thing altogether. Baseball caps versus cowboy hats. What is more country? Yeah. I mean, you've opened up a whole can of worms there, bro. Thank oh, you I for a, th- to thanks my world. for a great call. I gotta we gotta get on to some other people, man. Thank you. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty one eight hundred six one six W B E N is country king in in, in your house uh, in on your radio. Uh, let's go to Diane in West Seneca. You're on with Bowerly and our special country music expert, Josh Schmidt. Go ahead. Yeah, we listen to country music in the car when we're at home, especially at night. We have one of those Google things, and my husband and I will be sitting there. We'll play cribbage at our kitchen table, and we tell Google, okay, play this artist or that artist. And, yeah, I mean, we like like Blake Shelton, Brooks and Dunn, you know. I mean, yeah, that's that's our main type of music. You know, it's uh, interesting. Didn't Brooks and Dunn do a remake of uh, My Maria like 20 years ago? Yes. Yeah. Um, they retired and then they came back. <laughs> yeah, because I, I like that song better than I did the original, that, that version. And they played it like every hour and a half at Cedar Point uh, the year it was a big hit. Um, so... Josh, what what about the artists that uh, Diane is mentioning here? Oh, I love Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn is such a 
fun band like they have such a wide variety of music too because that's the thing with a lot of country music you get sad songs but then you also get the party songs like like i don't i i'm just i have my maria stuck in my head now so i can't crazy town country girls shake it for me yeah well that stuff but like with brooks and dunn it's it's just they have a lot out there they even did one with luke combs recently called one too many but like boot scoot and boogie red dirt road like those two songs right there are so vastly different but they're they're great. Who is this? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. When you were talking about uh, older singers, redneck woman. Oh, is Patty Loveless? Yep. Yeah, I, I grew up listening to her. My dad oh, yeah. loved Patty Loveless. Yes. Di- Diane, don't ever apologize for interrupting us because we've interrupted you like 18 times so far. So go ahead with what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one that we really like. Um, you know, we were talking about Bruce and Don. I mean, my husband and I are older. We're like in our late 70s. And my husband loves to ballroom dance, especially, like, if they play My Maria or, um, you know, like, from Brooks and Dunn, we'll be at a wedding, and we'll be doing the cha-cha, and people will just stand there and just watch and, like, oh, my God, look at them. <laughs> and it's like, you're embarrassing up there and dance. You know? Well, you know, there, there's a young lady uh, that I knew several years ago Um who never quite understood what she referred to as the line dancing cult. Can you explain that to us? Or are you not a line dancer? I'm not a line dancer. I mean, I'd love to sit there and watch them. But, you know, I guess you really have to kind of be into doing that kind of stuff. I mean, because you can sit there and watch, you know, 40, 50 people all get into a group and they'll be line dancing to just one song. I mean, it's awesome to just sit there and watch them because they know exactly what they're doing. But it's no different. Okay, here's my point. People think that uh, country music originated line dancing. How about the electric slide? Uh, You got me on that one. Well, okay, well, okay, everybody does the same thing at the same time during that song. I mean, you know, I'm not a dancer, so I don't really follow it. They do. But, yeah, I am. We're both big country western fans. Um you know, a lot of my grandchildren are, uh, my children, you know, so yeah, I mean, it, it goes from one generation to the other. I mean, I have a, a, a nine-year-old great-granddaughter. She loves to listen to country western music. You know, so I guess it just depends on what type of, you know, artist that you like to listen to. But yeah, yeah I mean, we I understand. Think- what what you are exposed to around the house at an early age, I think, has a, uh, I don't know if it's a totally determining factor, but I think uh, it certainly has a great influence on what you like as an adult. For example, when I was growing up, one of the big songs was uh, The Birds, Turn, 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 and uh, yeah. Mr. Tambourine Man, a remake of the Dylan song. And to yeah. this day, to this day, I will listen to those songs and say, wow, are they good? I mean, they are Me really too. good. Me too. Remember the Love and Spoonful? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you don't want to know how it got its name either. Um, I mean, like 10 I would, CCs. I, yeah, real quick. I would rather have them listen to that than the rap stuff. The uh, rap very stuff. interesting. Well, thank you, know, you, my love. I We appreciate the call. Well, thank you. You guys have a wonderful uh, holiday, okay? Uh, will do. Thank you. Um, Monday's going to suck, but, uh, I mean, just for me, but, uh, otherwise, um, Josh Schmidt is, uh, with us, my country music expert, Josh, you pulled some songs before the show and you were going to give us like a tutorial on country music and the various genres or eras. So I'm going to turn the show over to you. 
Oh, man, now I feel like a country music professor here. <laughs> well, you are, basically. Well, you know a lot more me, about uh, it than I do. Let me, uh, let me give you one that you'll know here that you really like. I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but this is one of the first songs I saw, country songs I saw live in concert when he was at the fair, and it is such a fun song. Crazy Town by Jason Aldean. Absolutely. Roll into town, step off the bus, shake off the where you came from dust. Grab your guitar, walk down the street, sign says Nashville, Tennessee. But I I mean, this song is just like... Oh, it's, an awesome, it's an awesome song. And there, there's a local uh, cover band, by the way, uh, Mark Christie, John LaJoy, Paul, Dan, called Flipside. And they do a great version of the song. A little faster tempo, but it's great. I, I just, I love it. Like, that's like the peak of Jason Aldean right there. That album, like, he had two or three albums in a row in, like, the early 2010s that were just, that was, like, his peak, I think. He's still out there. Like, he's still, like, one of the best in the country music scene right now but i i love that song it's just it's so catchy it's so good what else do you have for us mr country music professor let's go with a older artist pairing with some younger artists in a recent song hank williams jr with brantley gilbert justin moore and brad paisley this song is called born to boogie Daddy down in Alabama They tied the knot and here I am I was born on the bayou on the Texas line Loved in Louisiana and raised on Jambalaya Before I could walk I had a guitar in my hand By the time I could talk I had a damn good band Went on a roll when I was eight years old Turned 15 I was stealing the show Money to burn and the girls are pretty Didn't take long to learn was born a boogie. Uh, now, what one, do you call that, Josh? I don't really know, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think that's more that, like, it's like, there's, like, this newer genre of, like, rock country. And it's because it's got the original feel of, like, a Hank Williams Jr. song, but it's also just got, like, this, I don't know, there's just something else to it. And, and Brantley Gilbert is one of those artists where he'll blend sort of, like, country and rock and even like heavy metal and another guy that does that is hardy and i i wish i could play some of his songs but there's a lot of his songs that have swear words in them so don't uh, want to get in trouble with that but hardy yeah. if people know recent country music hardy is one of the newer artists on the scene some of his stuff is like the traditional stuff others are more of like the heavy metal he even has like heavy metal guitarists and drummers and even singers join on his albums that he wow. calls hicks tapes so <laughs> like mixtape, but Hicks tape. So okay, but but you know before before we have to break here, um, I, I neglected to mention one of the early crossover bands that I rarely hear mentioned in any discussion of country music, and that is Credence Clearwater Revival. If you listen to Born on a Bayou, um, tell me that's not a country song. No, it is, and I, I I'm a firm believer that CCR is a country band 
more than they are a classic rock band. Like the, well, hold, more of, hold that thought. Hold that okay. thought, Josh. And when we come back, let's you know what? Just for people who may never have heard it, uh, I think the musical bump needs to be, even though it's not up tempo, uh, Johnny Cash's version of Hurt. Can we do that? Absolutely. We can do anything we want. Uh, Josh Schmidt is my professor of country music. Uh, topic, country music. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you indifferent? I mean, I'm one of the maybe 20% of the people. I'm in the middle of the road. It's If somebody has it on their house, I don't ask them to change it. Um, that would be rude. Uh, the dentist's office, I don't ask him to change it. I mean, I like what I hear, but I'm not really an expert on anything after about 1980, and I'm not an expert on things before 1980, except certain songs that I've mentioned throughout uh, the program. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real The needle tears a hole the old familiar sting Try to kill it all away But I remember everything What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the air, and you could have it all. My empire of dirt, I will let you down, I will make you. So, we've been talking about uh, crossovers from rock into country and here we have the inverse of that we have uh i'm sorry uh, country into rock da, da, da. Uh, but here we have uh, johnny cash doing his song by uh, nine inch nails called hurt and when trent reznor heard the song it basically the, the story is he knew that he'd been outdone on his own song by johnny cash 
And obviously that uh, was Johnny Cash. I mean, one of the most distinctive voices ever in the world of music. Uh, Talking about country music, um, are you a country music fan? Is country king with you? Do you hate country, or are you are are you somewhere in the middle? And and what you know, another question we should put out there is what is country? I mean, you you listen to a lot of the um, the Eagles songs, and they could absolutely pass for country. Uh, we've mentioned "Take It Easy." Yesterday, I mentioned uh, Randy Meisner and the Eagles. "Take It to the Limit." That could easily be a country song. Um, they did a lot of countryish stuff early on in their career. Doolin Dalton. I mean, come on. How do you? How, how is that not a country song? Um, there are uh, uh, so many uh, rock bands and, and CCR. We were talking about Creedence Clearwater Revival. Um, Josh Schmidt, my resident country music expert, and Born on the Bayou is absolutely country. Uh, Green River is absolutely country. Oh yeah, I, I I'm just pulling up their discography here just to see if what else there is. I mean, even songs like "Looking Out My Back Door" and and oh, "Run Through the Jungle," like those down on the corner. Like I, I honestly, like whenever I look at these songs, like it's these are country songs to me. Like yeah, they're listed as classic rock just because I feel like back then maybe it was again to go back to the whole perspective thing. Like it's you know twenty thirty years ago this could have been looked at as rock music, but now. People can look at it as country music, and back- well, let's let's uh, let let's get some more phone calls on here. Eight oh three oh nine thirty is the phone number. Star nine thirty on the cell phone and one eight hundred six one six W B E N. Yeah, you go back and you listen to early Eagles, and I I really believe, and I, I can't prove this. There's no metric. There's no science to it. But I really believe, had it not been for the incredible popularity and success of the Eagles, that perhaps country music that is king today in so many media markets in America might not be king. I kind of think that the Eagles in particular pushed open the door a little bit and showed people um, uh, showed people the possibilities that were available in in country music, that it doesn't have to be about your dog and your pickup truck and your whoring wife. 803, or husband, as the case may be, 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Um, and, and, and the funny thing is, too, just listening to Johnny Cash's version of Hurt, even though Johnny Cash is singing it, it doesn't really, I mean, to me, it kind of doesn't sound like a country song. I mean, the song Hurt, to me, kind of defies any conventional definition of, uh, of, of genre. Uh, but Johnny Cash adds so much. And I've seen, you know, I've seen Nine Inch Nails, like the live versions they've done of it. And it does not evoke within me. I don't know about you, but within me, it does not evoke the same emotion that the Johnny Cash video of Hurt does. You cannot watch the Johnny Cash video and um, and not get a little teary-eyed, especially with some of the scenes of uh, June Carter Cash in the background, who had died, I think, a few months before he recorded that video. And Johnny Cash, that was basically his swan song. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, the guy who produced his uh, the, the song had to talk Johnny Cash into doing it. He didn't think it was going to be his bag. But as it turned out, 
uh, that song, uh, Johnny Cash's uh, swan song, if you will, um, just it, it just it, it it's like it's absolutely mind blowing. Um, especially with the video they put together, which uh, shows Johnny Cash young, shows Johnny Cash old, shows clips of Johnny Cash's movies. Um, it, it's really, uh, it's an incredible work of art, uh, for want of a better term. 803-0930 is the phone number. Country music. Are you a country fan? Are you not a country fan? Is country huge in uh, in your house? Let's go to Phil in uh, Lovejoy. Phil, you're on WBEN. Hello. You're on with Tom Bowerly hey, and my country music expert, Josh Schmidt. Hey, guys. I, I appreciate both of you guys being in today and taking my call. Uh, yeah, I could, well, I could just, you know, I'd like to expand on, expound on the uh, roots of country, but you know, at the crux, country music, I'm not really a fan of, but different aspects of it that have lent themselves to rock. Like, say, for instance, uh, you know, Hank Williams Jr. Me both Cephas with Eddie Van Halen and uh, Alex Van Halen on the song. So, you know, different crossovers like that. You know, I would, I would, you know, kind of agree that the Eagles had something to do with, you know, the the. Uh, crossover or amalgamation with uh, country. But, you know, Tom, quick joke. Remember, uh, you know, they used to play the Ozzy Osbourne albums backwards, you know, and Paul killed his mother backwards, and he played the Beatles back, uh, white album backwards. Yeah. yeah. You know what you get? You, you know what you what happens when you play a country western, country and western uh, record backwards? Uh, no, I do not. You get your farm back, you get your wife back, you get your dog back, you get your kids back. <laughs> very funny. Very, very uh, funny. Yeah, you know, as far as like the demographic of country music across over to rock and roll, it does, you know, it, it, it did lend itself to it. And you look at the different artists like the Rolling Stones and 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 uh, Led Zeppelin that used these early influences from country and jazz to you know to help create the music that they created to help you know make these sounds sound is something that you know became more mainstream and that what evolved into rock i don't say that country was the early rock but you know all different musics have aspects of different musics that preceded them in their lineage uh josh have you any thoughts on that sir i don't i don't know i i i, I get what you're saying but i just I also just I hear the sound the sounds of these songs and I'm like you know like there's no way that that didn't come from country music or country music didn't come from that like they go hand in hand I think that's how all music is like I feel like complimentary yeah like everybody kind of borrows and takes from each other because you know somebody will take something here and then somebody else will take something back and I just I I like it in a at at certain points you know what i mean like it, there's there's times where music crosses over and it just sounds terrible and i don't know why people do it but then there's other times like with ccr like we were just talking about like it's not to me that's not rock that's like that's kind of a mix. yeah i i don't know if rockabilly I, I i think it would probably be in that category but it's it's almost kind of its own thing like it it, it just has like a very unique sound like, well, you know, every every era issues in new newer genres. You know, a lot of my friends, I'm 57, and a lot of my friends credit me for turning them on to rap music. But I'll listen to great jazz, Philharmonic, Frank Zappa, you name it. Rap, 
some of the new hardcore rap and the stuff, you, the crap you can't understand, like mumble rap or some of these ice spice and stuff like that that my kids listen to is kind of like very provocative and stuff like that. But it's the progression of the music industry. And like I said, every genre will, will take a little bit from another genre to the point of, you know, just before plagiarism. But you do hear a lot of artists that are, that, that get, that, that get sued by other art, that get sued by other artists or benefactors of people that own catalogs because, you know, guys will come up with a song, it'll be a hit song, and then they'll say, that's where I got that from. Now these people are suing me. Yeah, but do you, I mean, okay, but in fairness, in fairness, like to people, uh, George Harrison uh, was what? Uh, unconscious plagiarism, he's so fine, yeah. my sweet lord. Uh, but, I mean, the, the number of songs with the... Um, with the D, C, G chord progression. If, yeah. if you just know the D chord, the C chord, and the G chord, you can play 50 songs in a day. Yeah, that's, that's the basic rock progression right there. You know, that's the basic rock progression. That's the power chord, Tom. Well, and if you're Tom Petty, if you have to throw in an A chord in every song. Yeah, you do. And a B minor and an E minor. That's Tom Petty right there. Okay, let me let me let me ask you. Let let me ask you this. Okay, we're talking. And by the way, Josh, I want you to pull up a song called "Mad Mama's Blues." Mad Mama's Blues by Josie Miles. Okay, it's an ancient song. It is online. Mad Mama's Blues, Josie Miles. Uh, but um, Tom, are, are have you ever any- heard of that? You ever heard of that song, Call Me Bo Cephas by say, Hank Williams Jr.? Um, I'm sure I've heard it, but I can't place it. I mean, it's got the Van Halen brothers on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, sorry. I, it, I'm sure Josh has. Josh, well, Josh, I, Josh I have has. not, actually. Oh, jeez. No, I don't feel uh, that bad. Well, you have two preeminent music experts on the line, Tom. I'm not a preeminent music expert, but, dude, there are Beatles songs I've never listened to. So I, I, you know, I can't I can't kick myself too hard for not knowing a Hank Williams song when there's Beatles things I still haven't listened to after sixty years. All right, thank thank you thank thank you very much. I, I appreciate the call. Eight oh three oh nine thirty. Yeah, I don't claim to be an expert. Um, Josh is an expert, but you know um, I'm sure there's Beatles songs Gary Astridge, Ringo's historian, doesn't even know. Um, it's doubtful, but uh, I'll try to give myself that out. Um, all right, after traffic, uh, let's do that Josie Miles thing because I want your take on what, how would you describe this music and can you imagine this as a country song? Talking about um, country music, and uh, country music is huge. Country music is king in media markets across the country. And what we're trying to do here is like one of the things is try to uh, pinpoint the roots of country music, which I think uh, would be multifactorial. For example, uh, this is a song by a mysterious woman. Not a whole lot is known about her. She just vanished into obscurity. But uh, her name is Josie Miles, and it's called Mad Mama's Blues. But tell me there's not some element of country in this. Um, let it rip, Josh. Lyrics are coming up. Wanna set the world on fire. That is my one man desire. 
All right. Hey, look, does anybody else hear a bit of what we might call country music today in that song? Because because I do. I I could easily see that being made into a country music song. Um, now, uh, Josh Schmidt uh, at the other side of the glass. This is you've never heard that song before. I know you've never heard that song no. before. So give me <laughs> give me your first reactions. Pretend we've got the video camera on you and your first reactions. Well, when I first heard like the instrumental open, all I could think of was New Orleans. I can't right. explain it. It was just it's the trumpets, I think, or just Dixieland. Yeah, just like that that deep South feel to it, and and I can see where you're going with the how it can be adapted to today because we've seen a lot of people do that today. They'll take songs from in the past and they'll adapt it to, you know, today's country and make it a hit. But I, I just, I really like the lyrics too. I think those lyrics could easily be taken to, you know, what country music is sometimes today where it sounds oh. like the singer is really upset about something, probably some guy, you know, Lefter or whatever, I don't know, because that's always the the joke about a country song. Is it's always oh. maybe Mark Poland cars could do the guitar <laughs> version of Mad Mama's Blues now to take out some of his uh, frustration and sadness. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it's just I, I can definitely see that you know having some zem- semblance to like what today's music is. You, you know, I can too. And there's, again, you know, we're talk, we've been talking a lot about uh, crossover genres. And uh, when we come back, I think what we need to do is a little A and B of Robert Johnson's Crossroads Blues and Cream's Crossroad, just to show how things can morph over time. Are you into that? Can you get into that? Yeah. All right. Um, I, I wish my brother would call in with his thoughts on this uh, because he is uh, he's our family music expert. He's been doing it for 60 years. Uh, Josh Schmidt is like our resident country music expert. But uh, I mean, what what fascinates me, I think, the most is um, some of these nexuses or would that be nexi? I'm not sure. Uh, some of these connections between the various genres of music. And when Josh talked about Mad Mama's Blues, New Orleans, listen to the Doobie Brothers, Blackwater. If Blackwater isn't uh, like kind of a, a Dixieland uh, kind of a song and a country song, I don't know what is. And again, you've got a fusion of that New Orleans sound and country music with Blackwater by the Doobie Brothers, which I think we should also play as an exemplar, Josh. I'm going to continue this topic. I don't care. Tim Wenger suggested it a few weeks ago, and it's really taking off for us. And we have Josh Schmidt with us, and I'd rather do this show with Josh still here before he defects down the hall to the sports station um, because he's been – first of all, I like Josh an awful lot. And uh, secondly, I put a car bomb uh, in his vehicle uh, before work today uh, just as my little payback for him leaving me. Um, You might want to have somebody start your car, Josh. The poor horses. Not the carriage. (laughs) (laughs) We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.